Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Oh, 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 you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Well, yesterday we had a lot of drama on the show. It snowed in Nashville. There was a quarter inch of snow on the ground, and Jason Martin was unable to come into work. Is Jason Martin here at work today? Jason Martin, are you are you here? I'm here. You made it. Now, for update on the uh, on the situation. Yes, thank you very much. It's good. It's good to know. Update on the situation yesterday. We did end up with about three inches of snow, at least at my house. You know, the snow totals varied a variety of different places. I took the family down uh, some uh, some sledding down hills in the neighborhood. Uh, so there did end up a substantial snowfall. Much of that snow still on the ground as it was very cold yesterday, but I believe the roads were in pretty good shape. Were you in any way validated by the amount of snow that eventually fell and how much landed in your house uh, outside your apartment, Jason Martin? No, because I wasn't claiming that the snow was the problem on the roads. How, it was all about the windshield, so how it didn't was have your to do with accumulation. How was your windshield this morning? I actually went outside yesterday afternoon around 4.15 and cleaned off all my glass completely, uh, defrosted it for like a half hour, went out with the scraper, made sure everything was taken care of, made sure the wipers weren't actually frozen to the glass in any capacity either because I didn't know actually that it was going to be snowing this morning when I walked outside, but I was trying to make it so that nothing is it snowing could snowing right now? Yeah, it's actually snow. It snowed on the drive-in and it is indeed snowing right now. Um, so you're lucky to be alive. expected. 
I'm very much lucky to be alive, but I wanted to make sure that nothing would refreeze if everything was still on the glass. It would still have potentially been a problem, so I went and handled it to make sure that it wouldn't be an issue and then just rolled out today in what turned out to be three degrees when I actually walked out uh, of the house. That's just, like, legitimate. I don't know if the wind chill made it colder or not, but, you know, I was bundled up and ready to go, and there were still some trouble spots out there, and mainly the only issue I found on the roads was just my complex. Like, there was no plow. No plow actually made it to us yesterday so it was basically like i was driving through everything that fell except what had been packed down but like nothing had been removed so that was really the only issue once i actually got onto a road i didn't feel too too much uh danger and what about your defrost situation how was your defroster it's fine i mean i actually went to high like i said i was putting it on 80 and one thing that i noticed yesterday that I, that i did not have happen uh in the afternoon that happened in the morning is all of the air when i turned it on defrost was blowing well, it was blowing out of both spots I, from what I could tell, but it was also warming up the car. And yesterday, when I turned on the defrost on high, I made sure that air was not coming through the vents at all, and everything was actually coming through the defroster. I think it was splitting yesterday in some capacity, so that might have caused some of the issues. Some people were tweeting and saying that defrost sometimes can't keep up with the speed at certain temperatures unless it's on full blast and i thought it was on full blast but it may have been split and that could have caused the problem so i you know i did what i could to make sure that we weren't going to have a a repeat of yesterday because obviously i don't like not being at work so what was uh the response like for you on social media (laughs) was Um, it the busiest day you've ever had on social media there have been three busy days that there were two other busy days that I would compare to this one. What I think were the other this two one days? Might have trumped uh, the Politico response. Okay, and the weight loss when I first okay. wrote the article. Those would be the two. So you didn't actually write anything this time. No, I did not write anything, and I picked up somewhere around when it's all said and done, and it's still popping through somewhere around six hundred, six hundred some followers. Uh, yesterday on Twitter, so which actually knocked is, me over 10,000. The, the, the more days you miss at work, the more likely you are to become a superstar on social media. So this is, a, this is a bad feedback loop here. All right, so for everybody out there, here is what we got planned for the day. We are going to talk to John Campbell, as we usually do in hour one. We'll get you ready for the AFC and the NFC championship game from the Odd Shark perspective. Where's the money coming in? We'll also talk about the four games that just passed, all of those from a gambling perspective in hour one. Hour two, we will talk to Jeff Shorts. We'll talk about the AFC and the NFC championship games. Former NFL offensive lineman, he joins us every single Wednesday. Hour three, wide open, no guests. What we are going to do is have a trial of Jason Martin. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to work, but I'm going to allow callers and myself and Danny G and Justin to sit as part of a jury. I'm going to be, as is usually the case, the judge, the jury, and the executioner, but I will allow callers to call in and make a case and or quiz Jason Martin on his failure to show up at work yesterday because of the weather conditions. That is what's coming in hour three. I got so much response from you guys that I favorited several emails, and I thought I would hit these off the top of the show here. Um, I mean, just deluged in emails from you guys uh, jumping into this situation from a variety of different perspectives. Uh, So I thought I would read some of these. Mark Pagel writes in and says, um, Jason Martin is a liar. I live in Minnesota, 
and we just got five inches of snow yesterday, and I have driven in every snowy condition possible from minus 20 degrees to 30. At no point does snow hit your windshield and instantly freeze, making it opaque or any adjective synonymous with that word. There is literally a defrost button in your car created for situations just like he described. Uh, uh, cheers to the Minneapolis miracle. All right. Screw now, you, dude. Yeah, I understand that you're not happy with him. Today's Don't overkill call me a liar. On, today's overkill on Jason Martin. Alan Fisher says, I'm a Lyft driver in Nashville who goes out at 4 a.m. Monday to Friday. And today, I experienced the same moisture freezing on my windshield between 4 and 5 a.m. I stopped three times to scrape as defrost was not melting it. But as you sometimes do, you take an interesting situation, or not, and beat it to death. It appeared vicious after the initial humor wore off about 15 minutes after you started. That is from Alan Fisher, who is out there defending your honor. Yeah. Um, And then we have uh, Dan Egbers, who said, I heard Jason's excuse for missing work this morning. As I braved the icy conditions with the rest of America and thought, what windshield wiper fluid can't freeze on your windshield? That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard this week. Then this happened. See attached photo. As I sprayed to clean my windshield, something I've never seen before and just heard about today happened. My windshield froze over with the fluid. Take it easy on the guy. Hmm. He may be on to something. Dan from Cincinnati, and then he attached a picture of his windshield wiper fluid frozen on his windshield. Wow. So yes, lots to be uh lots to be concerned with and uh and and uh and and contemplating here. Now, we also opened up the phone line and have you collated those voicemails? I mean, I've pulled them all together. I'm going through them now and editing them for content because there's a whole lot that's not okay to be played on terrestrial radio. But there are going to be a whole lot of voicemails. I mean, there's enough to do a 30-minute segment of nothing but voicemails. That's how many voicemails came through, uh, all calling me some variation of a woman. Or Did anyone defend you on the voicemail line at all? A couple, but I'm pretty sure they were like tongue-in-cheek jokes at my expense. I think maybe one person may have defended me out of like the plethora of voicemails that i'm going through i need to i haven't heard all of them yet so i'm hoping there's a few more decent human beings out there to understand what was actually going down yesterday but so far it's all a bunch of monsters all a bunch of monsters all right so we will play those at the end of hour one we'll set we'll kind of set up some time does that make sense or is that you need more time than that well, I'll continue to work through them. We can maybe do it in stages. Like maybe right. we can do it each at the end of an hour, at the end of a couple of hours. Maybe at the end of hour one and hour two, we'll play different voicemail messages. And again, we've got the trial in hour three. So we will take your calls in hour three. You could be thinking up questions, cross-examinations. Also, yes, I will. I will accept the punishment that gets laid down whatever everyone comes to agreement with and all that, the only rules I would suggest are I'm not doing anything that I deem immoral, and I'm not doing anything that involves losing clothing. Other than that, Those are I'm your only two do, parameters? I'm afraid that I've forgotten like something Like you would go very, swimming very in important. an alligator pit? I mean, I'm not going to kill myself. I mean, right. I'm, not, I'm not walking the green mile because of this. All right, here, here, uh, all right, we're going to get into, we'll get into that in hour three. I've got a question for everybody out there right now, all right? I believe 
I believe, like I've been watching this play with Marcus Williams over and over again, right? We talked a lot about this on Monday, a little bit, maybe on Tuesday, I can't even remember, the Marcus Williams play. I believe that I could have made that play. I watched the replay a bunch of times. I It's not just that Marcus Williams made what might be for the New Orleans Saints, the worst play in the history of the New Orleans Saints, probably. Maybe the worst play in the history of any safety in the league when you consider the circumstances and what was at stake. I believe if you watch him on that play, he started off the play about 20, uh, 20, uh, 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. Okay, He was shadowing Diggs on that play, and he obviously did not want Diggs to end up deeper than him, and at least he managed that without failure. Is it insane for me to believe that I could have made that play? Now, here's my theory on why I believe I could have made that play. All right, I believe I could have made that play because at snap, here's what I would have done if I had been on the field suddenly transported in a New Orleans Saints uniform. Given the circumstances, 10 seconds to play, I would have dropped immediately like 30 yards off the line of scrimmage. And I would have watched Diggs and just ensured that he didn't get behind me. So I'm not going to let somebody take the top off the defense. I'm not going to get mossed. And knowing that if they throw underneath, worst case scenario, I am going to have to react and make a play. I think the way that ball was thrown, how high it was, if Marcus Williams had just jogged over there and waited for Diggs to come down to the ground, he was having to jump so high to make that play that when he landed, he was already out of sorts in terms of he wasn't that much in control. It's not like he landed and immediately took off. He had to put his hand on the ground to avoid falling. I think I could have just grabbed him at that point the minute he hit the ground and he would have probably gone down. And or I could have held on to him like Jeff Van Gundy in the middle of the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks game. And I think I would have been able to hold him long enough for my teammates to get there for us to make a tackle. Because unlike Marcus Williams, I wouldn't have come in like a bull in a china shop and wiped out everybody else who could have made the tackle on the field there, I would have found a way to hold on to him until my teammates could get there to tackle him. Is that a ridiculous idea? I'm going to not start with you, Jason Martin, because I'm sure you're just filled with anger and recriminations, and you're going to be against me no matter what. Let's start in L.A. with Danny G and uh, Justin there today. What do you think about the idea that I could have made the play and ended the game against Stephon Diggs? Not just how bad the play was by Marcus Williams, but me, as an average guy out there, could have, starting off 25 or 30 yards from the line of scrimmage, have just been able, as soon as the ball was in the air, to rotate over to where he is and be able to make that play. Is that a ridiculous idea on my behalf to think that I could have made that play. Well, we've seen you on Periscope lift weights. So I'm a, I'm a for a 38 year old father of three with a website. There yeah. are few people better athletes than me. So you could have bumped them out of bounds. All right, I'll give you that. Physically, you could have done it. But 
playing that far off of the receivers. Remember, the Vikings were driving, although they weren't having an easy go of it. They were driving a little bit, and all they needed was a field goal. Yeah, but they had to throw it. They were they were at True. the 39-yard line, I believe, with that at the snap of the ball with 10 seconds remaining in the game. So at a bare minimum, they needed what? They needed, I mean, if you add, they're not going to kick like a 67-yarder. They probably at 57 yards. At a bare minimum, they probably had to complete a pass of like 27 yards on that play, right? I mean, somebody do the math there and figure out where the the absolute worst place they could be on that field to attempt a field goal is probably the 40-yard line. So at a bare minimum, they needed over 20 yards in order to go for that. And an over 20-yard pass, like, again, I'm saying I would have started off my defense at at least, like, you know, 20-some-odd yards, 25 yards off the line of scrimmage so that I only had to cover, like, four yards. Plus, you know what side of the field Diggs was on. So I would have been slanted already to the side of the field that he's on like lined up with the idea of, okay, I'm not going to let him beat me deep. So people are like, oh, you're not very fast or everything else. I understand. That's why I would analyze the situation at the hand. I'm at least 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. I'm already lining up on his side, assuming that he's not going to run a total diagonal route. And if I see him start to run a diagonal route, then you know certainly I'm bailing and but again I'm far enough off the line of scrimmage that it's relatively easy for me to switch you know sides if I need to but he didn't bail I mean he went straight down his side I believe again I looked it up there were three receivers on his side and Thielen was by himself on the other side so they had uh, Rudolph they had Diggs and they had uh, I think Wright on his side Thielen on the other side so there were four wideouts in this play and it was you know he just went basically ran like a seam route, it looked like. I mean, basically just ran straight down the field. There wasn't anything that extraordinary about that route. So I think I would have been able to mirror him. As soon as he started running deep, I would have obviously started running deep too. And I think I probably, at the time that he stopped, would have been about 10 yards behind wherever he was. So I think as the ball was in the air, I think I could have covered 10 yards and been there by the time that he came down I think I could have been there present with him and just wrapped up. I think I would have actually had a good chance with the other guys coming with me and the fact that he landed clearly out of balance. I think I would have had a good chance of actually knocking him down in the field of play in conjunction with the other guys. I think the game would have run out. I think I could have won that game for the Saints. You're delusional. Why am I? I don't even understand why this is delusional. What do you think that I would screw up about this play? All of it. Yeah. Like what? (laughs) Because the football part, Clay. I just no. I disagree completely. (laughs) No, look. I mean, they were they were playing they were playing zone on that on that play, right? Were they were they playing zone defense? Well, I read I, I read the the breakdown, and they said that he had him that the safety Marcus Williams had digs man to man. Um, okay, so, so let's just so yeah, exactly. Let's assume no, no. you have a man-to-man. He's gonna blow past you no matter no. what. It's impossible to. That's why you have to consider the situation. I'm starting 25 yards. Okay, so off he the line ca- of so he catches it in front of you and then he blows past you. There's no way you're tackling him. Oh, I think 100. percent I would. There's zero. I, I would put my life. 
He would do on the one fact spin that I move, get, and you would be planted there. Like, he, look at the way that he landed. He landed and barely. He, he almost fell. He wouldn't have fell. to make that tough a Ex- catch. Exactly. Clay. That's the whole argument. Exactly. He would be running free. Keenum would have thrown it underneath him on the run because okay, you would have been left here, hold, in the hold dust. On. If he throws it underneath, somebody else makes the tackle. Because there are a bunch I didn't of say guys underneath. All- I said over you, like no, as he's I'm running not, full sprint I'm down the field. I'm not going to allow him to throw it over me. How? And you're, how are you not going to allow exactly him? How exactly are you going to do that? You talk about how offensive linemen can run he like didn't. a four seven, and no humans can can break a five. That's like Jeff Schwartz could cover no. him better than you could. Down Schwartz, the field. we will ask in now an hour two. No, no, you are not contemplating starting twenty yards off the line of scrimmage. He has to cover thirty yards in the time that I have to cover ten. It's not that hard. You can stand in the right spot. doesn't mean you can actually make the play. You realize that's a world-class athlete, right? And you're not. Marcus Williams misplayed that so badly that an average athlete like me could have made that tackle. (laughs) That's an elite athlete that couldn't make that play. Diggs would have shaken you out of your shoes. No, he didn't make the play because he mentally broke down. I'm saying I would be sterling in the mental part of the game, and I would make the play. Oh. Think, I, sure, I don't you, even you understand. Might, like, you might think do about, everything right mentally, but physically, you, I, I just you would get dominated. How yeah, so? I know how to make the play doesn't mean I'm capable of making. Oh, the play. I would. I would totally. I, I'm saying all I would do is I would be there by the time he came down, and I would make contact with him. And I would either knock bounce him down. off of him. You no. also realize he's shredded, right? Like, I mean, it's like being hit by a cyborg. Like, that no, it's dude not. Is I mean, he weighs NFL 220 He weighs two hundred and twenty pounds. You are some dude that wears flip flops for a living. Uh, you don't think that? So there's there's is there anybody out there who agrees with me that I could have made this play? Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. So you're gonna be banned. I'm telling you, I would have made that play. I think Schwartz might believe that I would make that play too. There's not a chance. I think I would make the play. This is the most ridiculous thing that's ever come out of your mouth, Clay. No, and I, I can't even at, begin to I, describe I how much ground of, that covers. I have done all of the research on this. I watched like the still fame, frame photography the on research? this. research? Yeah. They had pick still, fame, still frame photography of like every second of this play, like where the safety was. I'm telling you, I would. he started over 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. All right? So he's... 20 yards behind Diggs already. So he didn't need, it's not, you know, there's only, the only scenario here that he needs to be concerned about is a pass of over like 25 yards. That's that's 100% what you expect. And the only thing he needs to be worried about is getting beat deep, right? The only thing he has to worry about is getting beat deep. So he has to stay behind the receiver. And he actually did that. His error was once the ball was thrown, he mistimed his tackle and came flying up totally out of control, put his head down, everything else. All I am saying is that I would be like 10 yards behind Diggs still at the time the ball is thrown. When the ball is thrown, I've got, what do you think it took, like a second and a half for the ball to get to uh, Diggs in the air? We need like a stopwatch to break down this play. If you're within you know 10 yards or so of that, when the ball is in the air, you can run in the direction of where the guy is. He had to go way into the air to make the catch. I'm not going to even touch him until he comes down. If you watch him come down, he almost falls when he go when he comes down because he had to jump so high for the catch. He has to put a hand on the ground to avoid going to the earth by himself. If he goes up like that and I can get to the place where he is 
by the time that he comes down, if I make any contact with him at all, I think he goes down and or I think I can hold on to him because there are two Saints defensive backs within two or three yards of that play that would immediately end up in the maelstrom, in the in the bodies there, and as a result, we would all be able to get him down. Worst case scenario, he gets out of bounds and drags us out of bounds. I think I could have made the play. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Speaking of the cool kids, Jeff Schwartz probably wasn't one of the cool kids. Big, maybe a little bit overweight when he was young. Were you a cool kid in L.A.? Uh, I stuttered as a kid, so I was oh, that's that definitely probably, hurts. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't fat though. You when, were you always big? Like you're six yeah. seven, three hundred. Like was there ever a time where you were like average size? Oh no, 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 no. I was <laughs> my driver's license when I was when I first got my driver's license. I was six five through two sixty. So I was like fifteen and a half when I got that. <laughs> fifteen and a half. You were six five two sixty. Yeah. All right. So we got a couple of big questions to get to you. First, let's start with Jason Martin not coming to work yesterday. You grew up in L.A. L.A. is notoriously unable to handle anything other than like sunny and perfect driving conditions. Yeah. People like have rain and the city comes undone. Uh, we had Petros uh, Papadakis on yesterday and he said he had an intern who called in once and said it's raining. I can't come to work today, <laughs> um, which is even worse than Jason Martin. What is like in your experience? What is the biggest pussy willow you've ever been when it comes to driving in bad weather conditions? Like when you moved to Eugene and started playing for Oregon, were you like, oh my God, I can't believe these people drive in the rain all the time? Uh, no, I'm actually probably the opposite. I've done stupid things when I probably shouldn't have driven in bad weather. Um, there was, a, there was a, a time where I was driving from Northern California back to Eugene in a, in a snowstorm. And, you know, you, you, you kind of have to go, like, up, up a couple of mounts and, and down and back and forth and through some passes. And everyone had stopped, and I went up the mountain, and it was a mistake. I mean, I should have done it. Uh, the snow was heavy. I was in a, a, a normal car, no, no four-wheel drive. Um, I was only on the top of the mountain. There were no tire tracks on either side. Like I was That's not a good sign. It. Yeah, and then they eventually clo- they eventually closed the pass once I got through it. So that's kind of a sign like you probably shouldn't even try to do it. Um, and and I traveled, I put like a sleeping bag in my in my car on the way there because I I was told like I looked up like tips to like make it through if your car breaks down in a storm or something. <laughs> I was it was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, I've never done, I've never been afraid to drive. And I was a time in Eugene when I drove with the with the window down because I couldn't see out. I had to like put my like head Jim out the Carey. window. Like Jim Carrey. Yeah, because we had, because, you know, like, I think people think because it snows, um, it snows a lot. And this is something that I had to learn, too, that, like, football practice stops. It does not. Like, I remember I got to Minnesota. I played there for a season. I asked them, it's supposed to snow a lot one day. I'm like, so, like, if it snows a lot, we don't go to work, right? And they're like, <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you leave early or you, like, spend the night near the, I don't know, like, you just show up. You better be at work the following day. So, I, will, I always went to work. I mean, I'm in Charlotte right now. They canceled school already for today. Um, it has not snowed a lick yet. Um, so I'm sure that uh, Jason Martin will be happy to cancel school for everybody. Yeah, there's no doubt. It'll be safer. So were you surprised that he didn't come in? when you Did you watch his weather conditions? Did you watch his report <laughs> from the parking lot? I think he's got a, I think he's got a second job as a, as a weather reporter. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's he was very he was very on it, and you know, using the my favorite part, by the way, of this whole thing was when he said that that I won spelling bees as a kid. That's what I was known for. I don't know if he would want to admit such a thing, but he admitted he admitted that he admitted that 
Um, uh, look, I mean, I guess that's um, always been a, that's always been a big panty dropper. When you win a spelling bee, girls just like they, they just like they can't even keep their panties on. They just start throwing them to you. It's like you can be a rock star, you can be a great quarterback on the football team, but when they hear you spell like uh, centrifugal opaque. force or something, yeah, yeah, opaque. Yeah, when they hear uh, you spell opaque, the panties just come flying off. <laughs> um, you know, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's tough doing radio, man, and I guess he just didn't feel like uh, doing much. But he called away. He called him twice yesterday, and you know, he kept he kept everyone alive in Nashville with his stellar weather reporting. Yes, um, and uh, you know, I mean, it's you're the boss, and, and you went in for the day. I mean, it's the way it is, right? Well, we've got the trial. Trial is going to happen in hour three, so you have to make sure Ooh. you listen to that. All right, so you know my athleticism pretty well. Like you have seen me uh, bench press. You have seen me run frequently, probably more than anybody else, maybe in the country, certainly who's been on the show, you have been exposed to my athleticism more than anybody. Where yeah. would you put me on a scale of 1 to 10, my athleticism overall? Now, before you rate me, I'm not saying rate me relative to actual good athletes that you would see as a professional athlete. So you're maybe a little bit skewed. I mean, like, at the population as a whole, where would you rank me on the scale of 1 to 10? So I'm ranking you one to ten, considering you're not like a pro athlete, right? So like yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like at, like a pro athlete would all be tens, right? Like people like make fun of pro athletes, and like like you said, your wife doesn't consider you to be athletic, but Correct. like you're six foot seven, <laughs> like three hundred and whatever pounds it is, and you made a, a living for eight years as a pro athlete. Like you're a ten, all right? Your wife might not believe it, but you are a high level athlete. So yeah, I'm not ranking me like relative to athletes okay. that you know, relative to like. Literally the least athletic person, the spelling bee champ, um, like a one to ten. Where would you put me? I mean, you're probably like a five or six. I mean, to have to, to do to do the combine training for that long and like you didn't get hurt, um, like you didn't pull a muscle, you're able to do it every day. I mean, that, that takes a lot of that takes a lot of uh, athleticism to be able to, to stick with us for for six to, it was eight weeks, six weeks. Yeah, eight, six um, or eight weeks. For people who yeah, don't I mean, know, I, the way that I met Jeff is I trained for the NFL Combine for purposes. I was going to write a book, and they decided they didn't want to buy the book. We probably could publish the book now because I'm a lot more famous. Um, but I was fascinated by the process by which college athletes become NFL players, and in particular, they're training for the Combine. They're training for the 40, for the bench press, for everything else. So I did everything that these guys did for like six to eight weeks. So every rep that they did – uh, pretty much for the training purposes, I did. I was with him for hours every day. That's how I met Jeff when he was coming out of uh, college before he became an NFL player. So you've seen me do all this stuff. So you have a good, you know, good, yeah. like no, I mean, rough I think, idea. I, I, I mean, to be a five, five, six, I mean, to be able to, I think it's impressive. Like you did, like I said, you, you did the whole thing. You didn't get hurt, which is a lot of people, I think, would have pulled a muscle or, or gone to blame. So I haven't seen you play like basketball, um, which, you know, I think you have to be able to do that. I've seen you run, obviously. I mean, I beat you in a flag football game, which is not surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're for for an average person, you're 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 a good athlete. At worst, I, like I said, I would be like a six. Like that's my yeah, argument I mean, that I'd be like that's not a ridiculous position for me to take. Like you'll you'll if, you'll if endorse a, the pro, fact if that a I pro can. Athlete, if, if a pro athlete is a ten, yeah, I, I give you a six. Okay, so if I'm a six, the question that I have is here. First of all, is that the worst play given the situation, the Marcus Williams play, that you have ever seen a safety make? I mean, Raheem Moore was pretty bad as well. At least he was yes. going for the ball. Um, yeah. You know, this, this was – the thing about it is, look, I don't really – I'm not – I don't fault for like the physical mistake of trying to miss the wide receiver. I just think it's a, it's a mental mistake by not 
by not knowing the situation. It's knowing, awful look, situational football. I'm just like, like all he's, and this is after timeout, mind you. Yes. Like, you got a timeout. And look, you, you can say he's a rookie, he's young, but that's not, he's in the playoffs now. Like he, he started 17 games, or 16 games, 17, including the, the, um, the, the wild, wild card, card weekend round. game. So like, he, he should know this and they call the timeout. Like, you just have to let Diggs, you know, catch the ball and tackle him right in the spot and the game's over. You can make a play on the ball and knock it away and then there's one play left. You just, you can, the only thing you can't do is what you did. And, you know, you can blame the Saints coaches as well because they had a terrible, they had two linebackers within six yards of the ball to snap. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, so, look, I, I, I get he was trying to avoid, um, he wasn't even trying to tackle, guys, he was trying to avoid. You just can't you can't go flying in there at that speed and, and make the tackle. Just go up to him, either let him catch the ball, make a play on the ball. But that's the last thing you know. They, they, and then also, he knocked the one defender away, yes. his buddy, who could chase him down. <laughs> yeah, no, he literally did. I mean, it's the worst possible play. So here's my argument that I have said on the show today. I don't know if you even heard this yet. You might have seen the poll question. People, people have tweeted. People have tweeted me your your comments. Okay, right? so don't my worry. theory is, I went and looked. They had still photographs online because I was fascinated by this play. I'm like, how did Marcus Williams misplay this play this much? Because I'm focusing on the situational aspects of the game here. Right? There's 10 seconds left. If they complete a pass, they have no timeouts. So your goal, honestly is to probably have them complete the pass and then make a tackle, or you could have an incompletion, and then you know the last play is going to be on the next play, which would be basically a Hail Mary, right? Whatever. So my argument is, if I were playing safety, Marcus Williams started about 20 yards off the line of scrimmage at the snap, right? That I would have started immediately and bailed. Do you think in this situation that I could have found myself in position when – uh, when Stefan Diggs comes down with the ball, could I have been there to get my hands on him immediately? So you're so you're saying that at the at the same rate that Williams backpedaled well, and ran no. to Diggs. My, you could my argument is I would start like 25 line yards off the line of scrimmage, and I think given that that pass was about a 35 yard pass that I would need to cover about 10 like I would be 10 yards behind the play, regardless of whatever else happened. I would because I'd be worried about getting beat deep, right. right? So I'm bailing on that play almost from the get go, like seeing the route that he's going to run. I'm not worried at all about them throwing it underneath, right? Like I'm trying to stay about ten yards behind him the entire time. And once he stops and the ball is thrown in the air, my argument is it takes a second and a half or so for right. the ball to cover that tra- travel thirty five yards in the air that I could have covered that distance and just been standing there to make contact with him the moment he hits the ground. And if I could have made contact with him, there are actually two other Saints players uh, defensively who are professionals that are in close proximity to that. Plus, he's off balance from having made that catch that I could have slowed him down and we could have made the tackle. Is that How ridiculous of an idea is that? A couple things. I mean, the hypothetical, I guess, makes sense. I mean, you could have aligned. If, if you would have aligned in a better defense, you would have been standing there already. Um, I, 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 could you cover 10 yards in a second and a half with your reaction time? I, I don't know. That seems far-fetched. But I'll tell you this. If you try to make that tackle, if it's just you alone, he will drag you out of bounds. The clock will stop at the game when you field goal. Like, that's 100% happening. Okay, so um, that, that, it, that's not my – that's like – that's, by the way, infinitely better than what happened because at least then you have to bring out a field goal kicker. Lots of things can go wrong. It's still from right there, I think, like a 53-yard field goal. Just remember, that, that, was, what, that was why Diggs spun toward, 
toward because he was trying to get out of bounds. He's, he's, he's trying to get yes. out of bounds, and then he realized, oh, they, they didn't have. That's what 100 percent happening. If you if you hold off, like my what I say is, if Williams just held on to him, then his buddies would 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 come tackle him. Now I don't think he could hold on to him for very long. He would, and because his his decision would be to get to the sidelines, he would get there easily. If his decision was to score a touchdown, he'd probably break your tackle and be gone. But that was not what he was trying to do. He was trying to get out of bounds. He would 100% get out of bounds if you tried to tackle him. Um, the only chance you had to get him to the ground by yourself would be if you undercut his legs. And yeah, that was my ball, argument. Which, yeah, that was my argument is just now, wipe his not, legs out. Right. Now, that's not very that, – that's – the act of doing that is not very hard for you. It's a matter of getting there Correct. and doing it in timely fashion, which I think would be tough. Like, I think part of it is if you're – you gotta realize that you're you'd be backpedal you'd be backpedaling and then have to stop your progress, run forward, hit digs at the time that he that he that he that he jumps up, which I don't think I don't think the timing would not work for you. Now, if you were already standing there and Diggs caught the ball, could you could you like hold him? Sure, but I think he would drag you out of bounds. All right, so that's a more uh, nuanced anal- analysis than the immediate response. By the way, it's fifty fifty on uh, on the question. Uh, or fifty three forty seven or something. Some, you get some loyal followers. Man. I do. I mean, well, I think they understand the argument better than the haters that are on the show with me here. All right, now let's go <laughs> into the games themselves. Is there any way that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are losing to Blake Bortles or Nick Foles and Case Keenum with this remaining playoff roster? Because I think the Patriots have won. Assuming that Brady stays healthy, I think the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl. I mean, on paper, yeah, I, and, and look, they're, they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites uh, after Jacksonville just destroyed Pittsburgh. I mean, that shows you kind of what Vegas and how they feel about uh, the talent level between New England and Jacksonville. I'll tell you this, though. Jacksonville, this sounds kind of kind of weird to say this, but they're, they're much worse of a matchup than Pittsburgh is uh, for New England. And, and that's because they do the things well that New England uh, has struggled with in the past, and that is mainly – uh, they rush the passer well, and New England has struggled with that, and that's always been Tom Brady's Achilles' uh, um, heel. And they'll match up really well um, with New England on on the outside. What New England tries to do when they play really good defense is they try to spread out, spread the defense out. So they go empty formation, so they have five wide receivers, and, and out of those five wide receivers, right, one's a running back, one's Gronkowski, and then they just they just pick you apart. They find. They find where your weakness is. It's what they did to Seattle in the Super Bowl. It's what they've done to Denver for, all, for many years. It's um, what they did to Houston. They find your holes in your defense and matchups. The issue is for them, is Jacksonville has the players to match up with the Patriots because they don't have an elite wide receiver. Now, Gronkowski is elite. Their running backs, I'd say, have the backfield. Uh, his pass catchers are, are pretty much are high up there uh, on, on the elite level. So you can put Jalen Ramsey, let's say, on Gronkowski. You can put uh, Miles Jack, who used to play running back at UCLA. You could put him on a running back. Uh, you can put Bouye on uh, Amendola. You could double Amendola. You could double Cooks. Like, there's many options Jacksonville has. Now, again, it comes down to really, do I trust Tom Brady to score points? I do. Uh, do I trust Jacksonville to score 30, they score 38 offensive points? I don't expect them to have, to have that happen. Um, you know, Pittsburgh got beat on play-action pass, which um, New England will expect. It just the, the level of just – it didn't seem like Pittsburgh was prepared. I don't know how – the only way Blake Bortles is beating you is by a play-action pass. He's not going to line up there and spread you out and beat you. You have to know that's going to happen. And, uh, look, New England struggled this year against teams that run the ball. But, uh, but here's a, another factor, which is it's surprising Pittsburgh went this way. 
you know, Jacksonville is like 26th in rush defense. Um, and New England is number one running the football uh, as far as yards per carry and, and successful runs. So, you know, New England's going to do both. They're going to spread you out and they're going to run the football. I think they'll have a better game plan. I don't see them losing this game. Uh, do they cover? I, probably. I actually think it's closer to them, like the Titans score, than it would be um, the Steelers score. Um, and then if they if they win that game, they'll, they have two weeks to prepare for, for, for Minnesota or Philly. They'll win that game. Who's going to win between Minnesota and Philly? I picked Philly to win, maybe because I've covered them most of the year, and I like what, I like what they're doing. They're at home. You know, the emotional part of Minnesota after that win is going to be interesting to see because they could go about this one of two ways. They can mentally feel lucky they're there because they should. I mean, that was, that was not – that was a luck play. It wasn't a skill play. Um, or they can feel revived because they're there. I mean, there's two ways to, to think about it. Every player will feel differently. Uh, but as a team, you know, they could and, and you could come out really slow in that game. And the Eagles, look, they, they have a great run defense. Uh, now, their back end of their defense is a little bit suspect, but the Vikings don't really have anyone besides Thielen and, and Diggs. I mean, they're, they're, they're good wide receivers, but I think the Eagles can, can, can control that. And then, you know, the other, it really depends on Foles, man. I mean, um, Doug Peterson did a fantastic job last week of designing a game plan for Foles, um, and now he's done another week to do that. They should feel confident they're at home. Um, I just like the way they battled all season long, and I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota won, but I think Philly to win that game. Outstanding stuff as always, Jeff. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, take care. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, hate mail for Jason Martin. Let's roll. Are you kidding me? You have the easiest job in America. Literally the easiest job in America, and you probably get paid well for it. All you do is complain, and honestly, you're incompetent, Jamar. How many times do we have to listen to some idiot get on the radio, or half the time it's not even there? Heck, you know everything about these people, even their freaking race. How can you not do better than this? You get one crop dusting of snow, and you act like you can't come to work? Are you kidding me? If I had the opportunity, heck, I would crawl to the studio right now from Texas using only my tongue to have the opportunity just to smell the studio that I could potentially work in. You should be ashamed of yourself. Dang it, no wonder women won't sleep with you. You're a walking boob. Jason Martin, your Honorable Clay Travis, this is Jordan in the Sip. I'm calling in to get my verdict on the civil, if not criminal, case of J-Mart skipping on work yesterday due to the snow. Living here in Mississippi, I too know exactly what the white death is capable of here in the South. However, my boss is not the snow czar. Furthermore, my boss did not make me executive producer for his radio show. With that being said, if Clay were my boss and he somehow found a way to come into work after the landing of the white death, I would follow the orders of said boss and not be a pussy willow. By means of trains, planes, or automobiles, you, Jason Martin, executive producer of Outkick Coverage, are guilty of premeditated being a pussy willow. You may send it to him now, your Honorable Clay. Hi, Clay. I'm calling on behalf of Time Magazine, and we were we are proud to announce that Jason Martin has been selected for our Pussy Willow of the Year, not even a month into 2018, and we're calling to know when it would be a good time for us to do an interview with him for our feature. Yes, this is Justin in Cincinnati. It was nine degrees here today. Ice, snow, all the schools were closed. But guess what? People were on the roads. And you had Jason, white privilege Martin, who wouldn't take his out and drive the work. 
It's sad. And then he takes a picture of his backyard while he's in his tidy whities And it, it's a dusting, if that. I mean, you got Cooper there in the studio. I mean, he would brave through that. I don't know he'd be high as hell. But still, man up. You lost 197 pounds. Drive your skinny, sort of fat-ass work way to work, and let's do this. Come on. Damn. Jason Martin, you are pathetic. You couldn't drive to work, and you were... And it was becoming opaque? Are you kidding me? Up here in Ohio, I had to clear off three inches of snow this morning. Turn on the defroster. It's called a car. They have all of the tools you need to get the snow off your windshield. That is pathetic. How can Clay have somebody like this on his team that's just going to quit on him when they get a little bit of snow? That's pathetic. You need to go live in Minnesota for a year and come back with some character and some dignity because you are pathetic, Jason Martin. You know, Jason. When you were a baby, your father looked down upon you in the crib and said, one day I hope my son grows up to be a man. Well, look at you now. You just got your ass whipped by a bunch of damn snow. Snow! Now, if I were you, I'd redeem myself in the eyes of my maker, my father, and Clay Travis. Let's get that snow! Hey, Jay Mart, this is Scotty Mack in the Arctic regions of Central Florida, buddy. I think you had more snow in your than you had on your windshield. Make it to work next time. Woo! Hey, guys. I'm from Idaho, live in Idaho now, but I grew up in Tennessee. My dad was in 5th Special Forces Group at Fort Campbell, so I lived just outside of Clarksville. And I remember in, like, fourth grade, my teachers were much more concerned with the little bit of snowfall that we get every couple of years as they were with the tornadoes that tried to kill us every couple of weekends. Listen, last last winter, we had what we called the snowpocalypse. Buildings collapsed, cars got wrecked, livestock died, even the elk hurts started to die off. But nobody missed work. Jason Martin, what the f***, man? Couldn't make it into work because it's nice on your windshield? Seriously? Girl, set of balls, you piece of ass clown. Yes, Mr. Martin, this is your gynecologist calling you back with the results. That is a first, a very, very you have, and it will be permanent. If you have any questions, please call me anytime. Hey, man, first thing I got to say, I'm with J-Mart on this one. You got to pull over on the side of the road, and can you imagine these people thinking, this idiot does not know how to work his damn defroster. This guy's sitting on the side of the road scraping his windshield. Luke from Chicago, listen, Clay, I've skipped a lot of work in my lifetime. Every excuse in the book, I know it. The very fact that J-Mart decided to stay up, hang out, talk to you on the phone, listen in his car, which might be psychopathic behavior, lets me realize he wasn't lying. If he was lying, he would have been in his bed watching Netflix like he loves to, hanging and banging. No way he stays on the line. No way he listens. Case is clear, baby. Free J-Mart. Hey, Jason Martin, I just have one question for you. Why are you such a
I don't want to die. I've got a lot to live for. Here's the deal. Those calls are fantastic. If you're in your car and you're like, what in the world happened? Jason Martin didn't come in to work yesterday because of the snow. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 